Okay, well, let's go ahead and start out in prayer, you all. I, I really want to thank God for his goodness and his mercy. Thank you for all that he does in our lives. Uh, thank you, each and every one of you that's able to join us this evening. We speak blessings over you and your entire household. We speak blessings over those that's online, trying to come online and unable to get online this evening. Father, we thank you for waking us up this morning, giving us our, keeping us in our right mind. Father God, opening our ears and our eyes so that we can love again as you want us to love each other. And I pray, Father, as we go into this lesson on April 3rd, that we walk away, uh, have something in our child that we can meditate and love on you and find that the question tonight father that i presented to everyone is who do you say i am jesus asked who do you say i am and father we thank you that we do know who you are and we want to be obedient as to your word and walk in your footsteps as you have told us to do we pray for health strength and body body joy father your word said the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we thank you for the joy that you give us each and every day. In Jesus' name we pray. All right, you are. Uh, we are all excited. I know I am because I, I'm still above ground. I'd be excited every day. Uh, so when people ask me, well, how you doing? I'm above ground, and I feel real good. I'm glad he chose me to wake up this morning. Some people he didn't choose, y'all. Some people did not. Uh, was not on the list to wake up, but I thank God I'm able to wake up and each of you that I, I really thank God that you take time to join us online to learn of his word. I did send you all a little small video and the video, I, I, I hope you take time to just look at it. It was a little cute little video as the, what I did, I wanted a video to send to you all. So I, I put in the question, uh, Jesus said, who do you say I am? And you all know that video came up. It came up with the reason so that you can look at it and see what people say. Who you, When we looked at the video, we saw the different interpretations as to what each individual person saw who Jesus was, who they thought he was. And even with the song at the very end. So I just hope you all take time to learn of some of those things. Uh, I did, I, I do have the lessons online 
And anytime that you want to uh, get a lesson, get the lesson that we're teaching for today, all you got to do is text me your correct email address and I'll email it to you. I'm not going to send it through a text. You can email. Everybody should have an email address. And I'll be happy to send it to the email. And then all you have to do is just print it out. Uh, I'll send an attachment. And you just print it out. That way you can start compiling some of these yourself. Or either you can text me and I'll mail it to you. And uh, and you give me a love offer for mailing it to you. All right. Oh, and today we're going to address that question. Uh, who do you say I am? We're looking first and get Matthew 16, 14 through 28. Matthew 16, 14 through 28. Now, uh, I'm not going to go all the way back, back up starting at 16 to 1. I'm jumping all the way down to verse 14 because I do know we read and we should have read some of this already. Now, what was happening when Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do you say the Son of Man is? Uh, they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, Jeremiah, are one of his prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Who, he was talking to Simon Peter, and Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Verse 17 said, Jesus replied, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for this was not revealed to you by man, but by my Father in heaven. And throughout the lesson, I'm going to be asking you all, who do you say Jesus is? And that's what I, that's what this whole lesson is about. Who do you say him is? Say he is. And I'm going to ask you some of you at the end. Now, going on to verse 18, and I tell you that you are Peter. He told Peter, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overcome it. I, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We're on, who was the, whoever that joined in, we're on Matthew 16, reading verse 14 to 28, and uh, we... Let's see, we're on verse 20 now. I'll repeat 19 again. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That is a form when we pray you all. That's the authority we have. When we cast out these demons and we can bind these demons, cast them back to where they came from, and we can, we can, we can tell them, you know, they bind it up. That's what Jesus said, right? We have that authority to tell them we bound them up. We tie them up so they have no more authority. And But the demons said, said we, we bound them up in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. If you all don't understand, I want you to tell, I'm not going to explain that, all of this anymore. I, the Lord said, no. Stop feeding, stop feeding you all uh, pebble. That pebble you give babies, you put a little pebble in the milk to thicken it so they get a little nourishment. I'm going to stop doing that. I want you all, we are at a level now. We should take that Bible and read it, read different uh, interpretations of it. And if we don't understand it, ask the Spirit of God that's supposed to be living in you to give you understanding. He'll definitely do that. All right, go ahead on verse 20. Then he warned his disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Christ. 
and you all know the reason why. We're going to keep reading. 21 said, from that time on, Jesus began to explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hand of the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. So Jesus was telling about his time, his few years that he was out teaching, trying to change. And think about this, y'all. The old way in the Old Testament, Jesus came, God sent his son to us in the New Testament, born as a baby in a manger. He sent a new way that we can be saved. That old way in the Old Testament has ceased. God even stopped talking to people about 400 years before totally, before he started talking to us again in the New Testament. So we should be able to understand that the New Testament was the law. And the, I'm sorry, the Old Testament was the law. And we're living in the New Testament uh, under the grace of God. Grace of God. 23 said, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Look at this old person here. Peter took him aside and began to re uh, rebuke him. Never, Lord. He said, this shall never happen to you. So Peter had no idea what was happening. He was still stuck up under the law. He didn't know, they, they didn't know who Jesus was. I thank God we know who Jesus is now because of, we're in a different dispensation. We have a, uh, <coughs> excuse me, you're we have the authority to know who Jesus is because we read the New Testament. We we know how he came down through the lineage. The the uh, we know his son was God. His his father was God. We know his earthly mother. We don't we know all of that. And so we are blessed to know. All we got to do is just accept the knowledge. Well, well I'm not going to teach it yet. We we're going to talk about that. Twenty four. Then Jesus said to the disciples, if anyone will come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Bottom line is saying, you know, when we're going to follow Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have to forget about ourselves, our fleshly self. We can forget about ourselves because we're now we're living in a spiritual. Yes, we are a part of this earth, a part of this world, but our world is based on the fact that we live in the kingdom of God. Within the kingdom of God, there are sta standards. Uh, I don't want to say rules because we don't have to follow the rules. He gives us grace. And in order to continue to receive his grace, you either be obedient. If you're not obedient, you're not under the kingdom of God. I have no other way to say it to you. When you're obedient to what God's word, there are so many doors open to you all. And it makes my heart grieve. My heart grieves a lot of times because the word of God says, my people perish for lack, a lack of knowledge. And when I put that my in it, I think of my culture. My culture perish because of lack of knowledge. We don't take time to read God's word and get an understanding as to what he has for us. We're still stuck in that old mentality that we got to work for. Yeah, we, the only work we have to do is be obedient and believe. And we can receive that he gives the gifts and talents. It's so much that God gives to us. Now down to... Uh, Verse 25, it said, for who, whomever wants to save his life will lose it. But who, whoever loses his life for me will find it. And I'm going to say Selah. Think about that a minute. Think about it. For whoever wants to save his life will, will lose it. But whosoever, for 
uh, whosoever loses his life for me will find it. When we give up, give up our will and receive the will of God, we find eternal and everlasting life. That's bottom line. When we we give up some of this stuff we do to get through, we we think we got to do a lot of work to receive Jesus. No, we don't. All we got to do is believe it. And if if you have unbelief, that's when you have to repent and ask the Holy Spirit to help you believe. He will do that for us. He'll definitely do it. 27 says, For the Son of Man is going to come in the in his Father's glory with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what he has done. All right? 28, I'll tell you the truth. Some who are standing here would not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Uh, just, 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 just read it. Read that. Uh, so some of us will die. We're not all going to be here live on the earth when Jesus come back again. But when we die in in God's arm under His kingdom, we, we will have everlasting life because the Word of God tells us, absent from the body, present with the Lord. That's when you know Jesus and you have accepted Him in as your Lord and Savior. You accepted Him as a person that. Uh, 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 took all the beating and the stripes and all so that you don't have to go through that. You don't have to go through pain. A lot of us is addicted to pain and we don't understand it. And it's almost sad when you understand it and you, you see people that just constantly, constantly refusing to listen to what God says. And the only thing we could do is just, Lord, open the eyes of their hearts so they can understand. I, I, don't, I don't pray another way. When I know that somebody, that healing is available, I don't, I don't allow people to, to pity on me because I know God's got me. He's got me. And I know why I'm in this position. And I know he's going to get me out of this position. And right now, I, I, I'm, I think I'm walking in obedience because I am able to teach this lesson, to shout out, you know, to say, God wants somebody to hear. He said, how can we hear without a preacher? I'm a preacher. There's other preachers. I'm a preacher, so I'm a preacher. Thank you all for joining the parallel. Okay, now go ahead on. Let's see. You all switch to Mark 8. Mark 8, verses 27 and 30 through 30. 27, 28, 29, and 30. Quintina, are you online yet? Okay. Uh, see, you, you are my readers. You're my designated reader, so... Get get John three, and so you just have that in your child when we get to turn to John three. But just put a piece of paper there. But here we're going to go to uh, uh, Mark eight and Tammy Cruz. I, I want Cruz. I want you to read Mark eight and verse thirty when I get to it. Okay. Okay. Now this is about Peter declares. You know when Jesus said, "Who am I?" Peter that was the one that answered. He told him he was, and Jesus said, your man didn't tell you that, but my father in heaven. So started out in verse 27, Jesus and his disciples went on to the village around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Who do you all say Jesus is? Stop thinking. Get your paper started writing down. We have to channel check ourselves. Every so often we need to check ourselves out to see if we're on the right road. 
And don't, I would say, don't fool yourself thinking you're on the right road and you're far, far away. If there's always some drama on in your life, you're not on the right road, you all. And I can only tell you that there is no drama in Jesus. But if you have drama in your life, you're on the wrong road. Your blessings and everything else going to pass you by because you think you're on the right road. You got the wrong map. You ain't looking at the right map. So uh, 20, then 2080 says, uh, they replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and others, uh, some of the others, you know, still others say that you're some one of the prophets. But what, what about you? He asked. He was asking to Peter, what about you? Who do you say I am? And I say, what about you all? Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you know Jesus to be? I mean, don't, don't, don't fake yourself. When, when we lived in our, in our parents' household, we knew who our parents was. If they say, move that chair, you got up and moved the chair. But if you sat that dumbfounded after a while, they'll help you move the chair. Jesus is asking them, who do you say I am? What kind of respect do you have for me? Verse 19, it says, but what about you, he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Messiah. You think Peter really knew that? Or was it his flesh that talked? Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. That's what it says. Now, uh, let's see. It's another little part I want to do. Run into this. Uh, th there was one other person in John 3 that came to Jesus at night. And now we're going to read this and talk about it. This is who this person said Jesus was. Now, the, a Jewish religious leader named uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night and asked him if he was from God. Whoever that came in, we're on, uh, actually we're on, I think we've gone to uh, John. John 3, starting with verse 1. But I'm just giving you a little ID uh, of uh, somebody ID Jesus. This little talk is talking about how do you ID Jesus? And so uh, Nicodemus came to Jesus at night because, you know, Jesus asked if he was from God. He was confused. He actually, can you think about that, you all? He actually went to Jesus. He asked him, are you from God? Jesus explained there was more to faith than what he had come to know. True faith was more than good deeds and following rules. It requires a change. And this is the same thing I'm saying to you all today. Yeah, you can say, yeah, I got Jesus in my heart. Yeah, but you you, you, you can look at the fruit. I look at the fruit that's on the tree. We're all the trees. Look at the fruit that's on the tree. And so that's what he, Jesus says to, to uh, Nicodemus. Jesus explained now, there was more to faith than what had come to what he had come to know. True faith was more than good deeds and following rules. It required a change. If we say we come to Jesus, we got to change that old stuff we're doing. It requires a change. If there's no change, you're not in God. You don't have the spirit of God living in you. Not, there's no change. Uh, he told Nicodemus that the person looking for true life in God needed a complete change from the inside out. From the inside out. Not from the outside in. From the end, we could change our clothes and put sequins and gold and all that and have a dirty soul. Jesus said it takes a person looking for life, 
true life in God needed to a complete change from the inside out. This change can compare to a new birth. A new birth. In the same way a caterpillar changes into a butterfly. You all know that. A caterpillar, and then it goes into cocoon, and it comes out of butterfly. That's a complete change. A complete change. Starts out a caterpillar that's crawling along the ground. Then after a little period of time, I call it gestation. I think it's called gestation or something like that. It, it, it forms a cocoon, like a shell around them. And then it comes out a beautiful butterfly. When we're dipped in the water, that's how it's supposed to be. When we go baptism, we're dipped down in that water. And when we come out, we're supposed to have a new lifestyle. But a lot of the preachers say we dip down in that water, we come out a, a we we go in a wet demon, and we we go in a dry demon and come out a wet demon. This is some of the thought, some of the thought I, talk, I throw at you. So now we we on uh so Jesus Jesus now in in uh John three is teaching Nicodemus uh, as to what it is. So verse three says now the Pharisees a a, a man named Nicodemus. Nicodemus who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with you. He got it. He got that part so far. Uh, then he said, Jesus replied, I, I can't remember what I told you to read. Stop it. We're, we're going to go quite a few verses. Uh, let, let me do some assignment. I want you all to read. You might have to read it real loud because uh, I don't know if this is going to pick up on the recording. Uh, let's see. Let's in three. So I give my. I, I want to give myself a little break here. We're in three, and I want someone to read eight and nine. And tell me, which one did I tell you to read? I'm sorry. I told you to read eight. No, which one did I tell you to read? Four? Oh. Mark 8.30. Let's see. Wait a minute. Was it Mark? Are you still there? Okay, go go back to that. Go just read that again, then we'll jump down to uh uh the next verse. Mark eight and thirty, read that one. Go ahead, just just talk kinda of loud, dear. Okay. So what had happened there, they understood at least um, some of his disciples knew he was. But the one that really spoke up the, the, here in the Bible, the only one that spoke up was Peter. And, speed, and then he told them, don't go out telling about it, everybody, because he was doing private teaching with them. It said, don't, he, he, Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Do you think they kept their minds quiet? Okay. All right, we, we're going to jump down. I'm going to ask y'all questions now. So we're down on, on uh, John 3. And let's see. 4 says, how can someone be born? This is what Nicodemus was uh, uh, asking Jesus. 3 says, Jesus replied, yeah. 
Verily, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. This is where the point is. This is what we need to know. And then Jesus said in four, he said, Nicodemus, excuse me, your Nicodemus replied and said, how can someone be born when they are old? Nicodemus asked, surely they cannot enter a second time into their mother's womb to be born. This is the natural side. Uh, Nicodemus was talking natural. He wasn't talking, Jesus was talking spiritual, but Nicodemus was stuck in his natural mind. Uh, verse 5, he said, Jesus answered, Verily, truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and spirit. That's what he's talking about. The water is when we're baptized. And the spirit is when we receive the fact that Jesus is the son of God. Then the Holy Spirit is living in us. I do not hear many teachers today at all about the spirit of God that can live in us. They teach us how to live in the in the world. That's what a lot of the preachers are doing. They're going to all these natural ways, how to do it in your mind and your heart and all of that. But they're not saying the only way you can do it is with the spirit of God that lives in you. You remember when Jesus went away, getting ready to go away? He said, I'm going to tell my father to send another comforter. That's what he said right there. Verse 6, it says, flesh gives birth to flesh. Flesh gives birth to flesh. But the spirit gives birth to the spirit. You got it? Verse 7 says, you should not be surprised at my saying. You must be born again. This is what Jesus said. To live in the kingdom of God, you got to be born again. You got to get rid of that flesh. Fresh, and we can't. We don't have enough power to get rid of the flesh. We can't control ourselves. A lot of us, we can't. In the natural, it's hard to uh, to control it. But when you believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, you got to help him to help you believe it. You got someone that got got a person living within you. Pardon me, go ahead. That is the only way you're going to make it. And, and that's what we need to learn, you all. A lot of this defeat we're walking in, we don't have to walk in defeat. Because if you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you got His Spirit. You got the third part of you got the Spirit of God living in you to help you through all things. Again, I say when you got drama, you do not have, you're not trusting God to help you through that drama because He said, Jesus said, I'm going to ask my father to send another confidence. When we know we got that confidence living, when we make step mistakes, we thump our toe or whatever, we start repenting and ask the Spirit of God to help us. He'll give you wisdom and directions. I don't know how ever to say it, how else to say it. And, and that knowledge we need. We need that knowledge. Okay, now, uh, going to verse 8. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it's coming from or where it's going. L listen to that. Think about it. A lot of, lot of times, uh, especially right now, uh, we were talking about that earlier, that the wind was blowing today in North Carolina. The wind is blowing real heavy today um, in Arizona. And, you know, you all, some of the little things that I do, remember growing up in the segregated school they, they always had a saying like march brings uh, winds heavy winds always heavy winds the whole month of march april brings showers may bring flowers 
you know, all those little sayings, they don't teach them kids that now, but it's wisdom. They don't teach that stuff like that. And the old people, if we know it, we should be telling some of these young people because they still don't believe fact meets greasy. All right, so down to verse 8 again. It says, the wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from or where it's going. That is true. You, when you listen to the wind, see the wind blowing, you can't tell where it's coming from. So it is, it is with everyone born of the Spirit. The Spirit will give you directions, wisdom, and all that. You don't, you, you know the Spirit is in you. So you, the old people say you get that unction down in your, in, in your stomach. It feels like it's coming from your stomachs when you got an unction, when you got something you, that you feel is right. It's, it's almost like, now, verse 9, Nicodemus said, how can this be, Nicodemus asked. You are Israel teacher, Jesus said. You are Israel's teacher, said Jesus. And you do not understand these things? Who do you all say Jesus is? You don't understand this stuff? You said, I got the Spirit of God living in me, and you don't understand this? That means you don't have the Spirit of God living in you. Vera Glass is going to tell you how it is. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm not going to predicate it. I'm not going to allow myself to teach you stuff to make your ears itch and make you feel good about what you're hearing. This is true what the Word of God is saying. That's why I need for you all to look at your Bible. So it's nothing I'm making up. And I, and, uh, I think this is the international version. 11, let's see here. Verse 11, I'm going to stop talking in a minute. Verse 11, I'll do 11 to 12, 13. And then I want somebody to do 14, 15, 16, and say, read those. 15, 14, 15, 16, 17, Quintina. Uh, then I'll sign the next one. Okay. So, uh, let's see. 11 says, verily, verily, truly, I tell you. This is Jesus. I love the way he talks. He said, truly, I tell you. We speak of what we know, and we testify to what we have seen. But still, you people do not accept our testimony. Whoops. I can, sometimes I tell you all what I know. I tell you about the testimonies, and, and some of you may not believe it. I'm just going to tell you some of the things that I've been through. I grew up in a segregated country. I grew up in the Jim Crow country. And the stuff that I saw then back then, Miss Pat, Miss Polly, we've been there. My sister Adel, Ella, y'all, y'all, we've been there. We saw all that stuff, and, and so when, when we can say about the experiences that we have, this is stuff we a testimony is something you experience. We and it says we are overcome by testimony when we tell our testimony to somebody else that don't quite understand. It. We you would get we'd be overcome. That we'll be experiencing. You'll be experiencing stuff that has happened. None of us born now was back there when Jesus was nailed to the cross, but we heard the testimony, we read the word, and we believe it. But some of us has been through has been through times when you are uh, discriminated against, and and I, I look at some of the little things on on, uh, on myself on the little little uh, short little testimonies that come up, uh, little stories that comes up sometimes. Uh, there's a lot of discrimination even today, but those with blinders on can't see it. Can't see it. You have to take it the next, the, the certain way. Not necessarily are they saying, well, okay, you go to, you're working on the job. You're always late, always late. You come in half dressed, come in with scarves all the time, you around your head and 
and uh, rollers up on it. If you done that back during the dis uh, back before the civil rights thing before 1969, you there ain't no way in the world you would have got a job. And when I when I was working the telephone company, we had to wear a stand up blue suit that was a skirt and a jack and a blazer. You could not wear no pants, no pants, and you had to have pantyhose on. Covering the job, no bare legs, but now we go with skin tight pants and any old thing. That's not representing the kingdom of God. I, I just love it when they think about it. Now, these people won't say back in the day, early days, but they had a standard. They had a standard how you would come to their job. But, and plus, at the same time, when you were able to keep that standard, that made you know who you are. Who you are. You were, you were more respected if even now, when I start working from home, and I was working the last, my last thing I had, I worked from home for U-Haul. And I had to go into U-Haul for training. I didn't go in there with no pants on, no jeans on, looking all crazy. I would, I, yes, sometimes, you know, you have to wear a pants uniform. But I didn't go in looking crazy. I, I respected myself because of who I am. My mama didn't raise no slousy person, and I've never been a slouchy person. I go in respect. And then when I started working from home, don't you know you all got up and took my bath and put me some decent clothes on? I never sat down at no computer with no gown on or no slip on trying trying to do a job. Because that that your clothes make the man. Go back and find that little old story. Clothes make the man. What you wear is is how your attitude is. If you say, I know some women now that sits around the house all day with their gowns. I, I don't understand it. All day long that's retired with their gowns on. That's who you are. You don't have enough respect to get up, change your clothes, take your bath, and, and make yourself. They give you a different spirit. They don't give you that. Uh, what's that animal? I can't think of it. That goes really, really slow. And you most Yeah. That's how some of us are because we don't have the spirit of God living us. We don't have no self-esteem. All right, stop preaching in Vera. 13 said, no one have ever, no one has ever gone into heaven except the one who came from heaven. The Son of Man is the only one that goes up and down into heaven. Now, no one else has ever come from heaven. Think about that. All of a sudden, the devil, he was cast out. He was cast out to the pit of hell, and now he walks around here on the earth telling everybody what to do, sending his imps and nymphs and everything, getting in everybody, sending all kinds of spirits, giving up all kinds of stupid dreams, and we we go with it. We say it's from God. That's a lie. That's a lie. All right, Quintina, read 14, 15, 16 for me. All right. Yeah, do 17. We'll stop right there a minute. Yeah, do 17. All right. That, that covers it all right there, you all, for us. That covers it all. 
I like the part for 16 that said, For God gave his only son to us. This this is the new change. It's not the Old Testament. Or in the Old Testament, we had to take a dove, a goat, or somebody to the priest, and the priest had to kill the animal. Once, they only did it once a year. But the dispensation that we're living in now, we don't have to go kill nobody. We don't have to take no kind of animal. We don't have to take no kind of food sacrifice. We don't have to do that. We just have to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And, and the knowledge that we said, we know the fact that he died on the cross. And his, his symbolism of him dying on the cross opened the door. It ripped the veil, the old veil. It ripped the veil when he died. And it opened the way for us to have access access to to God the Father. The Old Testament, everybody did not have access, only the priest. And the priest is the one that did the sacrifices. And if you didn't have a dove or whatever to take to the priest, that means your sins weren't forgiven. And most of them anyway, their sins weren't forgiven because they couldn't, that was the law. And people couldn't live on the law. That's why God sent his son, Jesus, that we don't have to do that anymore. All we got to do is believe it. Believe he's the son of God. That's all he asks us to do. And then his 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 peace and his comfort and love will rest, rule, and abide within us. That's that's it. Let, let me get some water. Hold on, hold on a second. Yeah, hold on one second. All right. Um uh, let's see here. Miss Pat. Will you, would you read, uh, when we get to it, would you read verse uh, 22, 23, and 24 for me, please, when we get down to it? Okay. Now, it says in 18, whoever believes in him is not condemned. Whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only son i don't even have to explain that you all it says right there if you don't believe that jesus christ is the son of god you still you condemn i can't sugarcoat it no other way because we read the holy bible it says whoever believes in him is not condemned but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because they have not believed in the name of god's one and only sons 19 this is the verdict Light has come into world, into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Anytime you go anywhere, you got a bunch of junk going on, it's darkness. And people like that. They like darkness. I I, I have this thing. That I, sometimes people come in my house. I'm talking about my children. My children, because the other folks don't come in my house with no authority. They sit on my couch, and after they get off the couch, I tell them to go home. But anyway, I don't like a dark house. I don't care how much electricity it's going to cost. I don't like dark houses because dark houses, you got demons. Demons feel comfortable in your house when there's darkness there. Right here it said, this is the verdict. The verdict means the final, the final saying, right? You you got a case going on, and, and the the uh, jury gives the verdict. This is the verdict here. The Bible is saying this is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. My mother used to have this saying. She said, "What's done in the dark will come to the light." 
Mother used to say that all the time. I love it. She looked all these things out. What's done in the dark will come to the light. And some of the seasoned ones of this line know exactly what I'm talking about. We got a lot of undercover demons playing in people's heads. And they just go right on with the flow because they don't have the, the, the light of God in them. That's why they have so much misery. That's why they need somebody to always uh, validate them. Always validated. But whoever lives, verse 21, but whoever lives by truth comes into the light so that they may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. I'm going to read that again so we can get it. But who's... <coughs> Hold on a minute. Hold on a second, you all. Kitty, let me give me some water. Hold on a minute. My grandson just come back around. But that's the that's the enemy. Be trying to cut my voice off when I talk, when I'm, t I'm speaking. Okay. Okay. I'll repeat this again. Twenty one. But whosoever whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. That's what we need to understand and recognize you all. That means by you know when we know truth we're in the light. Our eyes are open. We know what's what is right and what is wrong. That's what truth is. Truth is right. Once we come into the light, our eyes are open. We can see the difference. The Spirit of God living us and gives us, we have a natural uh, way we're born. Naturally, everybody knows what's right. Even when you think about it, a little bitty baby knows what to do, right or wrong. A lot of stuff we have to teach them, but when we're born, they have the natural part that God gives us to know the difference between right or wrong, and then we they, they grow. Okay, now, we, we're going on down. John now is testifies again about jesus john is this time and in the, is this where i tell you to read miss pat go ahead go ahead go ahead okay Go ahead, go ahead, read. I'm not quite voices are quite go go uh huh. Okay. 
All right. So we 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 understand that you all that this was during the time that John the you know John the Baptist and Jesus were cousins, right? They were cousins. Yeah, right. Right. So he John was already out there baptizing and stuff. And where he ended up in prison was because he made a remark against the king's wife, because uh, the king ended, ended up marrying his brother's uh, wife. She was a brother's uh, wife. That's, that's that's the thing that was going on. But then uh, his 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 uh, he was doing the baptizing, and then Jesus came on on board, and he was t his disciples ran to tell John what had happened. Now, uh, that what Jesus was doing, and he already told me, said, look here, I told you all, uh, one was going to come that I wasn't even worthy to tie his shoes, and this is what's Jesus. No man was worthy to even tie his shoes because Jesus was the Son of God, and John knew that. And John knew that ever, ever, even this day, you all, each of us has a gift, and when we want it, to receive what God has for us. Each of us has a gift and talent. So everybody's not called to be a Bible teacher. Sometimes we're called to just be nice to people, just to help others. That is our ministry. That's what we're supposed to do. So, some people do it through arts. And I do a shout out. My daughter had an awesome art show on Friday night. Did, did it not, Pat, Pat Miss Pat? Awesome show, awesome show. She's up there with the top body, top body. But it, but anyway, not to brag too much, but I'm tooting her horn. She's a great artist. I, I remember when she was a little girl, and I would be sewing, and I set her down next to me when I was sewing in a little chair, a little table I had for her, and she would be drawing and coloring what I'm sewing. That's when my daughter started that, and she was like about two years old. Two years old, one one o'clock, one years old had to get out of diapers. Two years old, she, when she wanted to settle down, she just went free doing whatever she could draw. Gave her colored crims. I didn't try to do it. Didn't try to move her hands. She that was a gift that was within her, and it's manifesting this day. And each of us can have that if we take time and respect who we are, respect the spirit that's living us, because he said he got gifts and talents for everybody. But some of us like drama. Some of us like drama. My sister Ella's gift is cooking. Ella has a great gift for cooking. Uh, I mean, and canning. And, and then she gives it out. Cortina has a gift for cooking. Make some of the pretty, some of the stuff that she does, I would never be able to do it. I can't, I can't uh, uh, ice no cake and make it decorative. That ain't my thing. I can ice a piece of fabric and make it something you ain't never seen before. Uh, each of us has something. And when we don't allow the Spirit of God to live in us, to bring that out in us, we, we live in a turmoil. We, we, we're confused. We really confuse you all. A lot of us have gifts that we don't use. We, we just go wrong with it. But again, now John replied, verse 27, a person can receive only what is given them from heaven. Excuse me, I think I just said it. You can only receive what's given you. A person can only receive, can receive, can receive only what is given them from heaven. You yourselves can testify that I said, I am not the Messiah, but I am the head of him. I am sent ahead of him. John the Baptist was sent to make a way to tell people about a greater one is coming. Uh, 29, the bridegroom 
The bride belongs to the bridegroom. The friend who attends the bridegroom will wait to listen for him and is full of joy when he hears the bridegroom's voice. That joy is mine and is now complete. John was happy about the fact that now he know who Je he did his job. Now he know that Jesus was on the earth. He didn't mind uh, being ex head chopped off. He did what he, he was told to do. Uh, 30, he said he must, there, he must become greater and I must become less. In our heart, Jesus should be greater. No, no, go ahead. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Amen. Right. 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 When we got the Spirit of God, it, yeah. That's right. That's right. That that's what we do. Okay, Miss Pat. Thank you for the plug with my book. A lot of us live with the crabs and basket mentality. If I can't have what you got, I will make sure I get in your way and stop you from getting it. And when we allow people to keep us down like that, you can't you 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 disobedient to God. I don't want to die disobedient. If I don't have a dime when I die, I want to die being that I've done what uh, Jesus, God told me to do. I want to do that, and I'm not gonna let anybody stop me. Though, or even though you get stones and stuff, situations and stuff, but I have control over situations. I'm learning, and I'm gonna teach you all even more how to cast some of that mess out of your way. You don't have to hold on all to them crazy spirits that come in. We go through the wrong door. We open the wrong door. We allow all this mess to come in on our life. You put a stop to it. It won't come. And you have the authority to cast it out when somebody throws a negative remark at you. Now, Father God, right now in the name of Jesus, cast it right back on them. You don't have to yell and scream at it. He hears our heart. We don't even have to pray out loud, y'all. If you've been told you got to pray out loud, it's wrong. We don't have to pray out loud. God knows our heart. When you say he knows our heart, that's what they mean. You can pray without praying out loud. But a lot of people teach it's different. God is not, my mother told me he's not deaf and dumb. That's what my mother told me. God ain't deaf or dumb. He said, my mother told me he never sleeps nor slumber. See, little stuff like that, I remember as a, as a child from when my mother spoke it into our life. And we don't know that kind of stuff. We, 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 we become uh, kind of like, we don't know who we are. We kind of like, uh, I, I, I don't want to say it. we're kind of like deaf. We don't understand it. We don't believe it in our heart. When we, when God gives us a miracle, we just think, oh, there's something that happened. No. God has given us a miracle. So, all the decisions that God's made, we may not like it, but at the end, it's going to be the best thing for us at the very end. I'll jump down to 33. I don't want to hold us too long. 33 said, he testifies to what has been seen and heard. No one accepts his testimony. Whosoever accepts has certified that God is truthful. For the one God has sent speaks the words of God. For God gives the spirit without limit. 
he gives the spirit his spirit without living. Uh, I'm about, let's, let's go to Peter and then we're going to close this out, y'all. Because it's so much of it. Like I said, send me your email and I'll send you the lesson. That way you can go back and print it out and just go over it. Drop some notes down and study this. If we're living in the kingdom of God with his Holy Spirit in us, we are defeatless. We, there is a way to even speak to the sickness in your body. Like, like I said, I, even the sickness and the shorter breath that I'm getting, and that's only because the enemy don't like me talking. I'm not going to put that on nothing about my heart or none of that. The enemy don't like me teaching. He has never liked me teaching, even when I won't sit. Always want to attack the word of God. But I know God will has my hand and his spirit lives in me. So even if I stop talking, I know I can go to the doctor, get some shots, get some, uh, what, what is it? The, those, when I say shots, though, it was electric shots. They put a pad on my side, of, on the left side of my pain with wires coming all over it. And then what they would do, they would turn up the wire. They had a little machine. They would turn it up as, as high as I could take. And what those sh those electric shocks did, like, it was like shock, S-H-O-T surgery, uh, uh, therapy. And those little shots, those electric shots, like when they kill the people, they put some more high voltage and kills them. This was a similar thing, but a little small, a small piece they put on the left side of my face that went up to the, my brain. And they would turn it up so many, and the stronger the shot got, what it did was take the nerves to pull my mouth back to in place where it was, to uh, just go into your nerve endings, touch your nerve endings, and get them back in order. That's the kind of therapy I've been through. And so when the enemy comes now to try to shut it down, I tell him to get out. I can't say that. I tell him to get out in the name of Jesus and go back to H-E-L-L. That's why I tell him, I have that authority. That authority. That's what I want us to be able to know. I'm not gonna let nobody just knock on don't not just knock on my door, open the door, and come on in and do what they want to. No, that I don't let them do it in my house, and I'm truly not gonna let them do it to my body. Let's let's go rid of uh, Peter, Peter one, First Peter one, First Peter one verses twenty and twenty four, and we're gonna shut it down there. We're gonna shut it down. I, I, there's much more to this, and I don't want to. I don't want to go too far, but I'm gonna see how far I can go real quick. Uh, let's see. First uh, Peter one. I'm reading the NIV version. Now twenty. He said he was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times of for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are are in God. Again, I'm asking, you know, who do you say Jesus is? This is who Peter says he was. Uh, verse 20, 22, he said, Now that you have purified yourself by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. Love from the heart, not the head thing. That's show. That's the show thing when you did love it from the heart. Love each one deeply from the heart. For you have been born again, not perishable, not a perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and enduring word of God. For all people are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers die. That's who we are. We're just like a piece of grass. 
there's a growing period in our life. We have some glorious blooming flower times in our life. Uh, when you, when you, and then after a while, we just die. That's what our life is, you all. We have to get a grip. Do you want to be dying all your life? I want my life to be prosperous. I want to be able to teach and stand before my my grandkids and my great-grandkids. So when I'm dead and gone, they can remember. My grandmama taught me this. That's why I, I love the fact that I was around my mother. My mother taught a lot. She was a, a loud-talking woman. But she taught us a lot just in her everyday walking, talking. And I, I was thinking about the other day when I was about four years old, when my grandmother taught me how to sew. I'll never forget that. God allows me to keep that piece of memory, and I love it. I sat there with her, and, and she was sewing on her, her foot pedal machine. That old, old, it was old black, uh, I think it was a, uh, hey, don't y'all help me out, an iron machine. It was a machine with an iron base and with a foot pedal on it. And you had to just put, uh, push that foot pedal up and down to make the stitches roll. It wasn't an electric machine. She didn't have an electric machine. This was an old iron one. And she had me, huh? And she had me sitting down next to her in a little chair. And she had had me, had taught me how to use a needle and thread and what to sew with this needle and thread. And the time that we had together, maybe taking about two or three days to finish this little outfit. But I do know after I finished, I thought it was those pretty things. And she sat there with a needle and took it all apart. That means for me to do it again. I loved it. That's one memory I'll never forget. And that's who I am. I'm, I'm a seamstress. Because I was I taught in the early, and that was a gift. That was a gift to be able to do that. Going on and say, after Jesus went to the cross, the dispensation, the dispensation changed. The old way of receiving salvation, salvation changed. And now for the rest of the story. We're going to get down to Romans 10, 9 through 14. And we got, I'm, I'm talking about another 10 minutes and we're going to end this. Romans 10, 9 through 14. That if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that Jesus raised, that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. That's what it says right there. Let's see. 10 says, for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. It is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to death, put to shame. For there is no difference between Jew and Gentile. The same Lord is the same Lord of all and richly bless all who call on him. 13 said, for, for everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. It didn't pick and choose that when you truly, in your heart, and the reason I'm doing this lesson is because we're we're, we're leading, leading up to, um, I'll just say to the Easter season. And as as we read in the next few days up, up to the uh, Easter to uh, the crucifixion, I want us to check out ourselves and say, who do you think Jesus is? Who is Jesus in your heart? And, and you know, every now and then, that's what we need you all to just take some time and look back and just like channel, I call it channel, channel check yourself. Find out, you know, what do you believe? And you can do this even with believing in Jesus or even everyday things that's going on now. 
uh, I, 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 I said I wasn't going to address it, but I see all the preachers addressing that thing with Will Smith and, and, and that rock dude. They didn't have no God in their heart. Jake said it really well today. They had no God in their heart. Y'all believe it well. They shouldn't have did it. No matter what they did, they didn't have God no way. They represent the world. When we have received the spirit of God in us, we don't act like that. The Bible tells us somebody come up to you, you turn their other head. We're supposed to give people our coat, our last coat, something like that. But when you got the spirit of God living in you and you know who the spirit of God, you know who you are. When somebody says something nasty to you, you don't just go violent, praising. Uh, we don't do that. If we got the spirit of God living in us, we don't have the spirit of God. We will go violent, praising. We'll be sensitive. We don't like what somebody said to you. That's channel checking yourself. If that stuff is happening in your life, you don't have the spirit of God living in you. You don't. If you accepted every piece of vomit that somebody's giving it, you don't have the spirit of God living in it. You don't. I tell you the truth, you just don't have the spirit of God living in it. And, and those of us that do know, God gives us a spirit of discernment. We can see it. We can see who's real and who's fake. That's the kind of advantage we have in the Lord. We can see it. You don't have to go try to change them. Because it's up to every man to, to receive Jesus. He tells us when we give it to him and they don't want it, we shut the dust off and go ahead on because there's so many out there. So many out there that don't know. They've been sitting, a lot of them sitting right in church. They still don't know. But you, we go to church every day and we can see them sitting there every Sunday. And the, the Spirit of God living in you will let you know what's right or wrong. We can't believe all these fake, I call them fake prophets. There's a whole bunch of them out there. They're prophesying out of the flesh. They ain't prophesying out of the Holy Spirit. They ain't prophesying out of the Holy Spirit at all. And so I, I'm just going to open up the mic a little bit here and ask, let's do some mic talk, y'all. We know who Jesus is, but who do you say he is? Somebody tell me, who do you say Jesus is? Anyone else? Thank you, Elder J. Anyone else? He's a mind regulator. He's a, tell me how he's a mind regulator. I see. I'm, I'm challenging y'all. He's a mind. Huh? Right. That's right. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, and we, yes, right. Now, to clarify you all, we don't have the spirit of God living on my back. We don't have him living on my back. He lives in our heart. He lives inside of us. And that what God, the word of God tells us that his goodness and mercy will follow us. Everywhere we go, goodness and mercy, his grace will follow. God's grace will open doors for you and, and do things, but you got to have a hear to, a ear to be able to hear. You got to have an open heart. You got to have an open brain. A lot of times what we have to do, we need to settle ourselves down and stop allowing the devil to control our minds. Don't go to those doctors and get in mind altering drugs. 
That is one thing that I know. When we allow ourselves to get all those mind-altering drugs that changes from our natural to a chemical mind, it'll be more difficult. Go ahead, Elder J. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. Right. Uh-huh. Right, right, right. Amen. All the time. You got to watch yourself. Exactly. Amen. <laughs> uh huh. Right. Amen. Amen. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's right. Amen. Amen. I thank you. I thank you for that. Uh, this is open mic, and anybody else that has a comment, jump in. But watch what you say, because I will challenge you. And I don't have to challenge Elder uh, J, because he's a, a man of God, preacher, licensed preacher. So, uh, but I, not not. To, I don't ever want to discourage anyone, because if we don't speak what we feel, we're we're holding in it, and then then what it is. A snake is and get thrown there because you're not able to say what you want to say. But like, like I said, this is open mic, mic time, and I'm, I'm going to cut the mic off here. I'm going to stop here. Thank you, guys, for this day.